Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades and now offers mentoring, education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug and play options and join the Brand X family today. You plus Brand X equals youth program success. So today we're going to do a U18 or under 18 minute little conversation about a topic. And today's topic is going to be about a discussion we had yesterday. Something popped up in our Facebook feed from six years ago. And it was one of our sons, Keegan. Power cleaning? Was it power cleaning? No, it was was squat cleaning. Squat cleaning. You need to say the number. Squat clean, 350 pounds. 350 pound squat clean. And what was really... um, By the way, I know that squat clean, some people get very bent out of shape. It was a clean with a squat in it and not a clean above parallel, which would be power clean. So we are defining it as a squat clean for people who may not be true Olympic uh, lifting aficionados. So here we are. <laughs> here we are going and, back to us. And I'd just like to say right now that Jeff is not particular about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Jeff, any other uh, details nope, on the, the squat clean yeah. versus power clean? No, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it later, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so what was awesome was this was, as, as I understand it after a long strength cycle where he hadn't cleaned at all over what period of time it was a couple of years a couple of years and then so it was a two-year strength cycle you need to alliterate on what it that. was so what it was was he stuff. was uh, focusing more on powerlifting and he wasn't um, focusing on olympic lifting and really that's kind of started when he was oh 18 19 years old and it was 22. Yeah. I think it was 21, 22 when this when this occurred. And I think that the post, what was funny about the post was there was he did this 350 pound squat clean with a beautiful squat in it, and then he stood up with the 350 pounds and turned around toward the camera and smiled at us or whatever into this little uh, flamingo number. But what was I'm gonna, make, is I'm it, gonna make you come back to a flamingo number. Okay, but, okay, okay. <laughs> but what happened was. Um, it was in re- why he did that was in response to somebody um, uh, getting on his Facebook page and claiming that uh, powerlifters are, power lifters are fat, that they're not athletic, that sumo stance deadlift doesn't doesn't uh, do anything but um, but work for powerlifters, and so here he comes back after not having done a conventional stance deadlift in I don't know how long, maybe four or five years, only training sumo stance, never doing a front squat, cleaning um, three hundred fifty pounds. And then kind of coming over going like, yeah, that it, it does transfer. So that was the... So that's, the, that's that the conversation right, really, right. is what people think of as the only way to train, that you have to <clears throat> consistently be doing a certain thing that it won't transfer. And, and these thoughts about 
traditional stance versus sumo stance. Yeah, are in our right. experience in, in right. the 25 years right. we've been doing this. Right? Training and, and, and really how that affects training children. And we get what we get is we get an awful lot of comments from people about why do you why do you focus on the sumo stance deadlift? And then that comes, you know, and that feeds down to what happened with Keegan with the sumo stance deadlift doesn't uh, doesn't transfer over to anything. You know, here he is with his 350 pound um, clean, uh, you know, at I think he was weighing 205 at the time. He had a 59-inch standing box jump of under um, under five-minute um, mile. So, you know, <laughs> but but we continue to get uh, you know question about our methods, which involve you know really focusing on powerlifting with kids and um, working on the sumo stance, the back squat, and uh, the press, and why the sumo stance. Why do we why do we uh, focus so heavily on sumo stance? So I, I want to sort of take a little piece of that and <clears throat> talk about it, and that is um, sometimes we get kind of nerdy about what we're doing and make assumptions about how people interpret what we're talking about, and we're talking about strength training, resistance training, which is endorsed by all major pediatric organizations, as long as it's done by those who, um, that's distracting. Have been. Jeff just set a timer while I'm talking. Thank I'll you. I'll make sure we're under, <laughs> under, under um, the, it, It's it, as long as the uh, coach has been specifically trained to work with youth and the program is specifically designed for youth. Yeah. Okay, so we were saying powerlifting and some youth may be out there going, hey, I'm learning right now about youth and fitness and how they're trained and some great ways to do that. And I want to understand more. And, and then we're using terms that might be, you're, you're sort of unsure what we mean. So I just I kind of wanted to step back and have you talk about yeah. what you mean when you say we base our program around power. So we, we base our specifically designed youth strength program around the deadlift, the back squat, and the press. And we do it for, for uh, several reasons. But the most important reason is that we're looking at um, teaching kids how to move well. And, and the slower lifts allow us to um, slow down the lift and to stop the lift, to have them do, kids do uh, tempo work so that we can work on positional consistency. So the way a kid is moving and is he hitting the same positions each and every time during during uh, whatever movement he's working on. So awesome, I think that clarifies then for people who are coming into this at a different space than people have been in it for a long time. Can, it, can you um, elaborate on that? <laughs> You wanted to say something. Can you elaborate on a flamingo stance? Uh, not without showing it, but it <laughs> is, can. but it is, um, with Keegan, it would be him holding the bar, uh, at his shoulders, 350 pounds, and then transferring and standing onto one leg with the other foot at his knee. Yeah. And we do not recommend do, this. We, we do not recommend this, nor understand why he doesn't. Anyone do these things. <laughs> Although it was really interesting that that is also part of this video. Yeah. So think about transferring any youth fitness program to their, the goals of the child, right? Well, so, I think that's where you start. Like you have to start with, and it's one of the things I think we see people miss 
with with youth programs and, and you're you talk about it all the time you know the the um what is the goal of the program and a lot of times people go well it's to be fun well let's talk we'll talk about that another time that is an outcome of what you want the program to do but you have to actually have goals so the goal of the brand next method is to produce kids who are confident competent and motivated and take that um, from our gyms and lead a happy healthy active life for rest of life and we do that by having teaching kids how to move well and expanding their physical literacy and and that means what we can do is take a a child that really has no movement exposure, no outdoor play, nothing going on, and make them really interested and excited about moving and exercising and and exploring different things. And then through their lives, they get to choose what they feel like doing. But it also means that we can address a child who has uh, severe obesity and, and help them. And it also means at the other end of the spectrum, that we can support really high-level athletes, and, right. that, and that's been shown a lot of times. But I don't even want to go into yeah, that detail today. I just kind of we we wanted to to hit on the real-world application right. of what happens. So there. the goal of the, the goal of the Brandex method is to increase the child's you know, ability to take what they learn in the gym and apply it outside of the gym. And one of the things I want to say is that you know parents will bring their kids to your gym to be good at gym. So they want them to be better at soccer. They want them to be better at football. They want them to be better at lacrosse. They want them to be you know, more active. You know, all of those things. They don't bring them to the gym to go like, okay, now I've solved a problem and they're, they're doing something in the gym. So it, it comes down to how do we, within the hour or half hour to an hour that we have these kids, how do we best make uh, an impact on that goal? So that comes down to exercise selection. In this case, um, if we're going to have uh, time training the hinge pattern and lifting, we need to, what is going to make the biggest impact. And so we have um, the standard, the, the choice between working on conventional deadlift and a sumo deadlift. But I, this just because I'm me and I like to ask lots of extra questions. <laughs> Can't you just use both? It takes time. So. Do we ever teach the conventional deadlift? Sure, to those kids who, who might be moving on other applications, but sumo is the thing that, that in the real world, um, sumo stance is how you pick stuff up. So if I am approaching a rock or a backpack or, a, or a, anything in the real world, what do I do? I walk, I stand over it, my legs are a little bit wider than my shoulders, and I hinge and pick the, pick the object up. Like the kettlebell that our dog's leash is <laughs> Yeah, to like that. <laughs> Just like that. Like that. We don't so, stand with our feet close together. No. As Keegan says, you know, if you're going to take the, as Keegan with the 350 pound squat clean um, says, if you, you know, your, your friend doesn't say, hey, come over to and help me, help me move. And then you see, so you bring your bar over and you stab it through the sofa and you don't you know, use that and then pick it up. That's not how you, that's not how you pick stuff up in the real world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not hard. Just, yeah, I'm really a visual person. It's not hard <clears> for me to picture two movers picking up a couch right. and I don't think I've ever seen them put their feet right next to each other and bend down in a conventional deadlift kind of way. It's more those feet are spread apart. There's right. bracing going on and, and there's, so, there's a wide right. stance. Lift. So it's the way we want to, way we want to um, move in the real world. An athletic stance is a wider stance. 
not the feet directly into the hips, it's a wider stance. So, so we're even kind of moving into that realm, but it's a whole different topic. But the, you know, also the, uh, the idea of we're working with kids and just over the course of the 25 years that we've been doing this, you know, we found that, you know, it's easier for a kid to maintain a neutral spine and hinge correctly when they're working with the sumo stance. I don't know why, but yeah. I know you've seen it. That's one of those things that would yeah. be great to study a little more. And why do they seemingly feel more comfortable in that position? I, I, you know, I just come back, I come back to, well, that's the way we do things in the real world. So our bodies are designed maybe to do that. And it's just a natural, it's an easier way to teach kids to, to um, pick things up. It's an easier way to teach kids to keep a neutral spine while they're hinging. It's an easier way to teach kids to, to hinge at the hip and not bend at the SI joint. And we see people um, struggling to uh, have a kid, you know, a, an eight-year-old address a bar and, and learn to pick something up when that eight-year-old doesn't need to do that unless they're picking up a bar. Like, you know. The, so <laughs> so that, that brings up then, what about sports? So what about a sport athlete, so a youngster who is pursuing lifting? Well, if you're pursuing lifting, then that's a whole different um, different topic. That is a goal. And, and that goal then is... Um, so if you had somebody traditional lifting sport, would you be training on the sumo as well? Or would um, there be an alternating so cycle? How would that go? I would, I would, with the youngsters, I would teach them the sumo stance, get them strong in the sumo stance. And then I would, I would teach them the technique of Olympic lifting, and I would end up with Keegan. Because I, I'm gonna um, assume that you mean that's what happened. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's just how what, that's that's how it went. Um, so the other thing we've uh, we've found is that uh, a person who is strong in a sumo stance can transfer that to a narrow stance or conventional stance easily. So let's say a a one of our kids has a a um, a you know, 500 pound deadlift in the sumo stance. He will probably have somewhere around 450 to you know, 435 to 450 in a, stand, in, a, in a conventional stance when he's never really trains conventional stance. But if we have a kid who's got a, you know, up to, you know, 500 pound conventional stance lift and we say, okay, now we're going to go do sumo stance, you'll watch them, they'll, they'll be down in the 200s. Um, yeah, so, witness that. Yeah. I, I, I remember when we were sort of not playing with, but testing some of these ideas long ago. And I remember witnessing that, which brings up a whole nother um, question that I have, okay. which is not, not really a question, but but uh, it's one of those, I'm gonna give a comment, I'm gonna pretend it's a question, <laughs> but it's a comment actually, which is uh, after not lifting for quite a while, I participated in a competition where it was a, some kind of local thing, but all of a sudden I did a, a max sumo lift and I had been only doing conventional. I got a pretty good feeling of a rip through my hamstring. <laughs> so when working with these types of lifts, you don't just obviously just have them do a standard kind of warm up. You want to make sure that you warm up specifically for those sumo lifts. Is oh, that correct? Sorry. So, obviously. So <laughs> why are you leading me down this path? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course we do. We 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 that's why one of the reasons why we developed the Brand X warm-up 
for our lifting class was that we wanted to make sure that we were working up the, the warming up in the stances that we we're going to be using during and, and, the, and the positions we're going to be doing. In the, in and it's a beautiful assessment too, right? It's a great assessment. You can see what's going on and man with young people in every right. aspect, physical, psychosocial, you have to check in and know what's going on. Yeah, before you that, and that is a whole other U18. Yeah, it is. Right? I think we're, did we tie this up? Do we have more? I think, I think that might, no. might be the U18 for today. Yeah. So the, no, there's more. No, there's more. <laughs> it is the deadlift. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's not 118. It's just, under it, yeah, it's, not, it's <laughs> hour and eighteen. Um, look, the uh, the hinge pattern is getting harder and harder for kids to learn. Um, it's Why one is, of it's one of the movement gaps. Why that, is that? It's one of the movement gaps that uh, you identified early on that you know kids started coming in um, back in 2012, 2014, 2012, 2014, We started to see it where before that time we saw kids who come in and they innately hinged at the hip when they pick stuff up off the ground. You didn't have to teach the hinge. They may not know how to brace, they may not know how, know how to brace, they may not know how to neutralize the spine, but they hinge their hips back and pick stuff up off the ground. Um, what we see now is that kids don't know how to hinge at the hips. And so working with um, the waiting the outfield position, some of the motor pattern and movement skill patterns that um, we are tier zero in our in our uh, in our system uh, are are helpful. And one of those one of the things that that really um, stands out to me is that we can take a kid who simply doesn't understand the uh, the the uh, the way to hinge at the hip. Put them in this waiting in the outfield, which is the top of the sumo, you know, the sumo stance, about halfway down the sumo stance, and um, they get it. And within you know one class, they're able to pick stuff up off the ground in a safe, you know, safe position. So even though they might be still a noodle, basically now they're a noodle that can hinge. So it's we're moving in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction. <laughs> okay. So that's it. That's it. That's it for today's U18. Since we like to end with a gamer challenge. Let's hear from a youngster in one of our Brandex programs about one of their favorites. Hi, my name is Lily Harris and I am from Brandex St. Louis. Another one of my favorite games that I like to play is called Gaga Ball. All you need is a circular or square area to play in and a soft ball. The rules are you cannot pick up the ball or take steps and chuck it at somebody. You try not to get hit below your knees. If you do, you're out. You guys want to demonstrate? Let's go, baby. Can I ask you guys a question real quick? Can I stop you in the middle of your game? Can you explain to me? I heard somebody say gaga ball. What's that all about? Every time the ball goes out of bounds or you start a new round, you have to bounce the ball and let it bounce two times, and you say gaga ga, ball. And then okay. you start yeah, that's just how you start. Okay, it. great. Thank you. That was the Youth Fitness Podcast, Topics on Youth Fitness with Focus on Doing What's Best for Kids, brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand X Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.